Hello, I've missed you. Um, this is this is work sucks. I know. I am Michael Timlin. These are lunch break episodes. Pretty cute name, huh? Um, <laughs> really good branding. Um, it's a big branding. I mean, what if I pivoted? Pivoted? What if I did a pivot uh, from talking about like things, you know, like the human condition to branding? What if I became a, a PR nut and helped people? You got a crochet Instagram? Talk to work doesn't suck. Um, and here's why with, you know, Mickle Tomlin. I don't know. What? We've done it again. You know, I'm out of practice. I haven't done one of these in a while. Why was that? You could say I was depressed, unmotivated, unfocused. And I apologize to the people that were liking these. Um, I, I'm i back? I think I'm back. I feel good and uh, in a good headspace. And I haven't been since pre-pandemic. And that's a long time. And uh, it's been an adjustment of knowing... I guess not knowing what to say on these when you're not dissecting why you feel sad. Um, you know, it's like, why waste airtime being like, had a pretty good week, you know? <laughs> um, but the fuck it, that's what we're going to do on this one. Um, we're going to talk about why things have been better. Because I feel like if you've really been listening to this show and you've soldiered on through me talking about why things are bad, one of the most privileged young white men you know, you probably deserve to hear me talk about why things are pretty good now. Um, we'll get to all of that. What I want to say is, if you if you haven't been listening, these episodes have no guests. Um, and you're like, Mike, but if there's no guest, what's really the point of the program? And that's fair. And I'm going to say, if you're, if you are sort of like, you know, a podcast detective who interrogates people with those kind of questions, probably not the program for you. Um, there's plenty of other ones, you know, check out like um, Wonderly or NPR. You'll find something smart. But this is for, this is for regular people who, who just want to pass some time, who don't want to hear the voices in their head, basically. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's no guess, but. There's a function of this this little lunch break that I really enjoy. Um, I have a Google voice number where you can call and tell me about your life, your work week, whatever's going on, your boss, your dreams. It is a place to really just dump whatever you don't feel you can, don't feel, can't. Yeah, whatever you don't feel you can't tell anyone else. I feel like that sentence again. If you're if you're like looking for smart shit, um, stick around. You know, there's a couple nuggets throughout, but for the most part, it's pretty dumb. But basically, the way the show works is if you call six three one six two three zero two four eight and leave a voicemail, I'll play it on the show, and we'll have a little riff session about it. You know, um, I I think, and I'm not look. I don't do that anymore, okay? I don't place blame on others that are not me. Um, but I will say I would have been doing these lunch breaks more often if more people had left voicemails uh, because then I would have felt uh, like I was being held accountable by someone who wanted uh, to be involved. But because for a couple of weeks I didn't get one, I was like, well, 
you got to listen to the audience. They don't want to hear it. But I got one. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, I should just be doing these anyway because it's fun for me. Um, that's a big theme throughout the show is you have to be okay with doing things for no one. If you want to succeed, I don't think succeed is the right word. Um, have fun, I guess. Uh, but I got one. And uh, it's from a close friend. The vibe does come off as if I begged him on bended knee to do it. Um, but I want you to see through that, right? And know that that's not true or the case. What probably actually happened is he's been listening and he knows my buddy Timlin could probably use this. Um, so he just did a kindness. I, I, I don't grovel. Okay. Those days are done. Um, I stand, uh, I stand, you know, I don't, I lay down basically. Um, but a close personal friend of the show, Zach Peterson left a voicemail and, uh, here it is. Um, if you haven't listened to Zach's episode yet, check it out. And, uh, he's played a lot of characters on some of the lunch breaks. It's a very funny guy. Okay. Here's a voicemail. Hey, uh, it's Zach Peterson. Um, I've been on the show uh, a couple times. Uh, but, uh, I heard Kyle Scanlon's and Sonya's, uh, episode about how like their work found out about them being comedians. I had a, story about that when I worked at Hustler, uh, where my boss, um, Liz, uh, who was married to Larry, um, I, I requested some time off and she was like, why do you need this time off? I was like, well, I got a comedy festival to go to. She's like, oh, you're a comic. That's so great, et cetera, et cetera. And it was great until, uh, a birthday party, um, up in the executive uh, floor because that was part of my job was I was the guy who made sure we had the cakes and the plates and uh you know drinks for everyone and you know that's the job uh so um we're sitting there and I'm just waiting to clean up and then uh Liz says to Larry he goes uh you know Zach's a comedian did you know that did you know that Zach's a comedian and I'm like oh fuck this is gonna suck and then he goes tell me a joke and, you know, I don't want to do that. So I was like, uh, I don't know. He goes, not tell me a joke. I was like, fine. So I tell him this old joke of mine that, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's, uh, not very good. Uh, but, you know, that, that's not the point of the story. And he goes, uh, ah, yeah, I got a joke for you. I was like, oh no, I want to call HR or something after this. This is going to be, uh, something. And he goes, how can you tell? If there's elephants in your refrigerator, I go, I don't know. He goes, ah, there's footprints in the butter. It's like, all right. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm happy to hear that joke instead of the other ones I imagined. And then Liz leans and he goes, well, they're usually much dirtier. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that's that story. All right. Continue the good work. Good talking to Dylan. Bye bye. See what I mean? What a kind friend. You can hear it in his voice. He's like, this kid, he needs a fucking voicemail bad. Uh, and he gave it to me and I appreciate it. And that's a wild story. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, you heard it. So like, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. He worked at Hustler. He's talking about Larry Flint. That's Larry Flint. 
is telling him uh, that joke. And I have a feeling the voice Zach did for Larry Flint is exactly, I mean, he probably sounds exactly like that. Um, so, hey, Zach, great impression. Uh, and also, great story, man. I um, That's the kiss of death is what I always refer to it as because I don't know what the kiss of death means as a phrase now that I'm thinking about it. So that's why I always say it. Um, but what, what I mean by that is like, you need your work to know, you need them to know, because if an opportunity comes up, that's too good to pass up, you're going to have to request some time off. And it's a lot easier if they kind of been braced for that, you know, like if they know, uh, you're a comedian, um, you don't have to tell them like, Hey, I'm a comedian. And three months from now, I'm going to need two weeks off. Um, you can just tell them you're a comedian and, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing, right? And, uh, they'll, they'll kind of be like rooting for you a little bit. If they're good, normal people, they'll be like, that's, that's pretty cool. And nothing will happen for a while. And they'll kind of feel bad for you a little bit and they'll be like, oh, wow, are you still doing that? How's it going? You know? And you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm still doing it. It's going good. And then you'll be like, Hey, I need two weeks off. It's actually going fucking great now. And then what are they going to do? You know, they've shown all this fake interest. Maybe it's real. Who knows? But now they're fucked and you get to go off for two weeks. So you need them to know you do comedy, but you also do not want them to know because of shit like that, where you become sort of like, God, why do I try to say words that I don't know? I'm, it's not usually this like, um, am I stupid, mama? But I, <laughs> the, you become the arbiter, 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 you become an albatross, fucking bird or something. Um, you become the judge of everything that's funny that happens uh, in your workplace where, um, you know, uh, oh, did you hear... Uh, Johnson tried to fax the, the report and he ended up fucking putting it in the fridge. You should use that in your act. And it's like, someone should help Johnson because he's not doing well. Um, <laughs> you become the judge, every comedy that comes out, it's like, well, let's see what they think. Cause they're the, every special uh, Chappelle man, coworkers love talking about Dave Chappelle. Um, and you have to be like, yeah, the most successful comedian of all time. I also think he's successful. Um, it's a it's a mixed bag, but that's the worst of it right there in the voicemail. Tell me a joke. And I get it. I do get the impulse, and there's no um, ill will. Ill will. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I hate it still. Uh, no ill will, but I hate it still. Okay. <laughs> Um, I get the impulse. It's like, you're a comedian. Obviously I enjoyed to laugh. Let's hear it. Um, but there's this element of, oh, you, you're, you've devoted your life to this thing in one fucking fail swoop. Let me tell you if you've got a shot or not, you'll be able to read it very clearly on my face, whether or not I think your life's pursuit is worthwhile. Uh, please me monkey boy dance jester. Um, that sort of thing. Um, and you never have, you have a joke, right? You have like a 10 second, uh, you know, joke that you could tell, but it's in the recesses of your mind. You've separated it. When you entered the realm of workplace, you've pushed it down 
into a box that's labeled, we'll open later when I'm allowed to have fun. So in those moments, you just absolutely freeze and you're essentially standing before your father going like, am I worthy of your love? (laughs) Basically is what's happening. Um, Maybe that's just me, but it's, it does seem like uh, I've always failed that of uh, I've bombed way more times in that scenario where someone's like, tell me a joke comedian ass bitch than I have on stage. Um, so I don't know what I'm saying here, but thank you, Zach, for the voicemail. And I, I do know what I'm saying. I just found the rhythm again. This leads into what I wanted to talk about this week anyway, which is, are you a comedian? Are you whatever you think you are? Are you what it is you have told yourself you are? And if so, why? And if why, what does that mean? Um, basically, my, my brain has kind of uh, folded in on itself. And I, I think it's ultimately for the best. If you've been, you know, like I said, if you've been listening to the program, I've been a little sad sack for a long time. And I appreciate you indulging me and uh, letting me be that. Um, I hope it's because while doing that, it was somewhat humorous, um, that you've allowed it to go on for so long, but I, I'm starting to feel better again and, uh, in love with stand up again. And, um, I think not drinking has helped with that. Just sort of get my brain in order. It's still going good. It's been five months now. Um, so that feels like an accomplishment, right? Um, and all of the, you know, the house of cards fell when I decided to quit drinking and I'm starting to shuffle the deck again. And um, one thing I, I've learned is you got to know why you're doing something and you got to know what it is you're, you're doing it for. Um, I'm learning with this... <laughs> You know, it's funny, even though I feel positive, I can feel myself slipping into uh, vulnerable mode. <laughs> you know, you're familiar with beast mode, uh, a thing most men like to be in. Not me. I prefer vulnerable mode. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, what am I saying? Here's what I'm saying. I I started going to therapy again, and... Um, Every time I mention therapy on this podcast, someone I know will text me and be like, hey, what, this therapy thing, what's going on with it? Um, which I get. I don't want to say like the stigma around it keeps people from going. It's just like not a tool that's made readily available and obvious. I think people think it's like incredibly expensive. There's a ton of resources um, that make it cheap. Mine is obviously cheap. I couldn't go to one that's really expensive. Um, so if you're thinking about it, reach out. We can talk about it. But it's it's... It's good. Even when it's bad, it's good. And keep in mind, if you don't like it, it's not like an institution, you know, like it, the therapists are people. So like, you might just not like that person, like get a new one, keep figuring it out. Um, <laughs> I'm like plugging therapy now. You ever just want to drink? Um, <laughs> what? I can't joke. Um, <laughs> the point I'm making is It's been really helpful, and if you're thinking about it, you should try it because it's been fucking really helpful for me. But I've got this new therapist, and the first thing he did 
um, he told me to read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And that, you know, that blew my mind. It's, um, I haven't been excited about a book like that since, you know, high school or something where it's, uh, a retelling of, um, a man who survived the Holocaust, but he's, a uh, trained and, you know, um, he's a doctor of psychology and he went through the Holocaust and, uh, he lays out why he was able to survive mentally, why some people weren't, um, what it means to have that experience and have to keep living. Obviously, you know, reading that one, it puts your own little life into perspective, uh, lets you know you're doing just fine. Um, and then two, there's also just, uh, so many tools in that book that I'll use for the rest of my life. And I don't want to like, you know, lay them all out here. Cause I'll butcher them. You know, I'm like, uh, that's what I do. I'm a butcher, but I, I probably won't remember them. Right. But basically the point of the form of therapy that Victor Frankl, the guy who wrote the book and went through the Holocaust, um, sort of invented is a uh, future based. It's about doing, it's about solutions as opposed to psychoanalysis, which is trying to figure out, you know, um, your past or whatever. Um, again, not smart, but, um, in it, he, he does lay out a few things that I remember. One is that love is the ultimate, um, form of meaning in our lives and the greatest human goal we could hope to achieve. That's love of the people around us and love of what we're doing in life. And, uh, if you can, if you can get one out of two, you're doing all right. If you can get both, you're crushing it in, uh, Victor Frankl's eyes. Um, but some, some, some things I do remember that I think would be helpful. So it's worth sharing it. Um, the, he lays out like three things to find, uh, to do or to look towards to find meaning in life. And one is, uh, I think he calls it like a work or a deed, which just means a goal. So like whatever you want to do, you know, if you want to devote your life to dance, dance revolution, do it, um, with some virtue and that, that goal will, uh, feed you meaning and purpose in your life. The other thing is um, people. So like your immediate family, your friends, your neighborhood, your community. If you don't, um, if you find yourself not really wanting to do anything and feeling pretty bad about it, just throw yourself into the people you do have in your life. Be more involved with them and you might see yourself feeling a little better. And then uh, the third thing is to remember you, there are things in life that you can't avoid. Um, suffering will find you, but you can control your attitude towards it. And that's uh, obviously easier said than done. But I mean, fuck, if a guy going through the Holocaust can do it, you know, there's probably a situation in which you can do it. Even talking about this shit, I feel is like dangerous because there's so much um, ah, mental health is so weird. I don't want to be like, I don't want to make anyone feel bad because they can't control their attitude towards what they're going through. It, it's hard. I don't know. Um, read the book. It will make more sense. And um, I, <laughs> I love you. I don't know what else to say. Um, but okay. So I read that book and uh, 
with that in mind, you know, went into the next session with this therapist and he was basically just saying like, for you, from what I'm hearing and, you know, seeing you are, you know, one of the lucky ones who has found something that they would consider a work or a deed, a goal in life that brings them purpose. You're just not honoring it with, uh, (laughs) virtue you're not treating it with respect and that's why you're feeling fucking empty inside and uh at first i was like bitch you don't you don't fucking know me um and then i was like bitch you fucking 100 right um <laughs> and so i admitted you know to myself that that's exactly what's going on and uh he very frankly was like look we can talk as many sessions as you want about why you did that, why you put the goal on the shelf, or (laughs) we can just get right to trying to figure out how to honor it and respect it. What do you want to do? And I was like, fuck, you know, I put it that way. It's like, all right, fuck, let's just get to it. Um, Cause I think I know, you know, one, obviously there was a a pandemic, but before that, I don't know, man. Um, There's, I was, Probably a new fish in a big pond, and that's scary. Um, I wasn't having as much fun. Chicago comedy is very fun. Uh, New York comedy is very fun, but there's also this element of I want things to happen for me everywhere you go. And um, for a little purist, that can really suck the fun out of a room, but I can change my attitude towards that, can't I? And, uh, so what, what me and the therapist did was come up with short-term, um, attainable goals. How many open mics a week can you go to? How many shows a week can you go to? How many days a week can you write new jokes? And, uh, those goals, I hit them, I did them, and I'm fucking falling in love with uh, the goal that gives me purpose in life again. Um, it's, uh, it's simple. Um, <laughs> another thing that's really simple, I part of my get better goals were, God, this is so embarrassing, but I, um, I made breakfast for myself before work uh, for the first time in my life two weeks ago, and I've had breakfast every day since before work. Why wasn't I doing that, man? <laughs> uh, I It sounds crazy, but if you give your body like nutrients to start the day, you're like not a huge dick at 4 p.m. <laughs> you're kind of like a chiller dude. Um, I don't know. I don't know what works for everyone, and I don't know the importance of figuring out why you were kind of broken. I'm sure it's all important. I'm sure the past is just as important as the future. And I don't want to say, hey, here's how I felt better. Do that. But for me, I've just uh, I've just tried to go do the thing I like doing more, no matter what. Because that little voice or, um, you know, the feeling of don't leave the house. It's not worth it. Don't just stay here. Please stay here. That person inside me, that's going to be there when I get home. Like, it, it doesn't that voice doesn't get pleased. It's a black hole. It's um, a fucking endless sponge 
that you give into and it just wants more. And it's not even mad at you when you get home. It's just happy you're back. So like, I don't know. I don't know um, how to get you back, but just go do the thing you like doing and see what happens. Um, And so that's, this is probably the last one where I uh, pretend I know what the fuck I'm talking about in terms of mental health. Uh, From here on out, I'd like it to be more fun and, uh, and more funny. And uh, I need your help for that. So do me uh, obviously a favor that I need done, baby. Call the number. Call 631-623-0248. Leave a voicemail, man. Uh, tell me about your work and why it fucking sucks, and we can talk about it. That's another thing. My work has been great. I can't complain at all about it. It sucks. Everyone's nice to me. I get free food and coffee. I don't have too much to do, despite the fact that I'm physically doing more than I used to do. There's not that feeling of being overwhelmed and everything sort of being on my shoulders, which I'm realizing maybe wasn't even true. I just, I was playing a role, you know, or something. But uh, yeah, things don't necessarily suck anymore. Um, <laughs> I'll see you Monday. We got a great one with Jacob Lowry, which I'm, I, if I recall right, at the end of it, we both go, are we back? We think we're back. So fuck it, man. Sunny times ahead on work sucks. I know. Um, eat breakfast. Uh, find someone you love have a good fucking night you sick freak